You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way. So thanks, Noah. Uh, Obviously, uh, Marvel obviously is not giving very much away with these episodes as we're going forward, but uh, mm. still a lot to unpack, and so let's just kind of start with talking about what we watched in that episode. So we see Wanda and Vision move into this new town, uh, Westview, and they don't really seem to have a whole lot of idea what's going on. Um, they have kind of a brief moment where they're discussing what's on the calendar, and it just shows that they're kind of unclear of their situation, uh, but neither of them really give, you know, each other a hint that they are aware that the other doesn't have an idea what's going on. So it's really confusing because no one really seems to have particular particular idea of uh, the situation. And, you know, we continue to see them just go about their daily lives and do um, just normal things that we would see in an everyday, you know, sitcom or TV show. Uh, but it just still has a kind of feel to it that something is up, and uh, it just something feels wrong with the show so far. Mm-hmm. Did you like the first episode? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I like that they kind of tried to make it light and comedic, while you know a few moments of uh, darkness later on in the episode. You know, they they definitely had a lot of contrasting moments. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to keep things hidden, you know, they're not play a lot of smoking smoking mirrors, you know, they're not trying to reveal anything mm-hmm. uh, very quickly, but it does feel like there's an overwhelming um, malevolent presence yeah. in the show. Uh, certain, you know, moments of oh just not necessarily horror music, but you know, the the, the sound mixing right. just uh, feels feels off. But right. It definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely definitely going into the first episode and watching it for the first time, I mean, they really don't give much away at all. I mean, it just feels, it. most of it for the most part just feels like a sitcom, um, like the pilot to a sitcom. And um, up until, you know, the point towards the end of the episode when they're eating dinner and it kind of feels like, it, it's no longer following that pattern of a sitcom, mm-hmm. which, yeah, when you kind of get into the fact that it feels... Um, I'm really Absolutely. happy. It throws you off, too. Right. Because it's so sudden. Right. And it definitely feels like one of those shows that needed to have a two-episode premiere because mm-hmm. one 20-minute episode is definitely not enough. Oh, to... absolutely. I mean, I was craving for more even after 40 minutes. So right. it was... And I'm a little disappointed that, you know, we're just getting one episode a week, but it does make sense because the hype is so much. I mean, yeah. I am definitely just, you know, waiting for that next episode. And yeah. it gives you a lot of time to unpack everything that's going on, too, because, like you said, I mean, there, there's a lot that's going on in those 20 minutes still, mm-hmm. and a lot that kind of is ambiguous because mm-hmm. um, we've talked about it already, but there's so many situations that can be taken in so many different ways already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll talk about that more later, but. Um, in terms of just the direction that it's headed, uh, you know, there is no real definitive direction in my opinion, Right. but there's definitely some key things such as that moment, you know, that dinner scene, um, 
or several several moments in episode two, which we'll talk about in a second. But right. uh, it definitely is heading in a direction where we will find out the uh, antagonist possibly in episode four. It feels mm-hmm. like, um, specifically with some comments that Paul Bettany made recently, definitely feels like there's going to be some uh, quick turnaround and some you know quick action in the next couple episodes um so i'm excited about that but let's kind of move forward to episode two because things start Mm -hmm. to heat up a little bit more in episode two um just kind of what were your thoughts and yeah 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 um i really liked episode two i thought it definitely it felt longer even though it really wasn't you know like a longer episode Mm -hmm. um i don't know what the exact runtime was but it felt like I don't know, it it felt like more of a mixture of a sitcom and the actual Marvel Universe. Like, it definitely felt like we got more bits of the Marvel Universe in this episode. Um, It definitely left a lot more questions, I thought, you know, with the introduction of Geraldine and the mystery behind that, Mm -hmm. Um, things like the toy red helicopter... Um, the introduction of color in general. The introduction two, of color. Two we didn't instances see that in episode of one. color um, throughout the episode. Very brief. Yeah. Um, with kind of some, uh, you know, some very interesting vibes. They're both red colors. Yeah. Uh, and then to kind of feed into the end of the episode where we do see color. But it is very interesting that they were very brief uh-huh. moments of color. And... Uh, kind of don't they don't correlate at all it's not like there was anything any type of connection between the two Mm -hmm. uh you know one of them was probably from an outside source the helicopter whether that be just like some type of drone or Mm -hmm. um something that was you know watching them potentially and then the blood i mean you know no real clues on that yet but it is interesting to just see the color and just how much it contrasted with the black and white right i mean it was definitely um made to kind of draw your attention to those specific scenes, I think. Not necessarily the color itself, but to those scenes as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. And it's just like, I mean, both of the episodes, when you think about it, I think, yes, they're they're already short episodes, but they feel even shorter because you know that the sitcom isn't the story. It's those little things that they, those little nuggets that they put in Mm. the episodes that are the actual story, which is why it feels so short, especially watching it the first time, because the first time I'm just waiting to get, like, you know, clues about what is actually going on. But when you rewatch it, obviously it's, it's, I think, it's definitely good to rewatch all three episodes, and I, I took away a lot more from them. And kind of the story of episode two, like the whole magic contest for the kids, and just how I think that has more relevance to rather than just watching for the Easter eggs in mm-hmm. the episode. Um, the magic contest is really weird too, just because I felt like there is little um, hints dropped around the whole thing. First of all, just the fact that it's a magic contest and Wanda's like a witch and Vision can fly and everything. Yeah. Like they're heroes. Absolutely. Which yeah. I thought was interesting. Um, and there's just teases throughout the whole episode, I felt like, with the, the magic... Um, room that they were trying to disappear Wanda in. I, I said something when we were watching that, that I felt like the door kind of looked like a hint about uh, Vision's Mind Stone. Like it looked like his Mind Stone breaking. Um, the whole For the Kids chant felt very culty. Um, it was very culty. And it just, it feels 
uh, having now seen episode three, mm -hmm. feels like a direct reference to mm -hmm. Wanda's What kid. we see in episode three. Feels like a connection to the pregnancy. Right. Um, kind of maybe tying in whatever force that is um, that we're talking about, like malevolent force maybe, or just whoever is in you know control of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, having some type of desire for you know, these children to come out for them to appear mm -hmm. uh, for Wanda's kids. Because as we know, um, I mean, Wanda's kids are both very important characters in the comics and, um, their appearance, I feel like is definitely a big impact. So that for the kids was definitely, um, a big hint as to, uh, you know, who is, or sorry, you know, what is going to be the main focus moving forward, which is the kids. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, I definitely think going looking back, it, it's definitely a direct correlation with episode three is kind of what I think. Do you have any other thoughts about episode two? Uh, the one piece that was totally threw me off was the end. The uh, I mean, the beekeeper. Mm hmm. Obviously. Oh my was god, like, the beekeeper was uh, a big moment. It was yeah, very sudden. And she, you know, says no when right. it comes out and turns around. And the whole bit rewinds to where she's happier. Right. Um, so it, it gives... Uh, it just kind of makes me think that she did rewind that moment. Mm -hmm. For sure, you know, to go back to a time where she was happier. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of makes it feel like she is controlling time and reality and everything in this world which is interesting because she doesn't really feel like she has control, mm -hmm. yet she still is controlling uh, yeah. the reality. And we'll kind of we'll get a little bit more into, like, after all three episodes, what we think, you know, everything means, but I totally agree. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought episode two definitely gave kind of more hints than episode one did. Episode one felt like both a setup for the characters, but also a setup for the sitcom and, like, what we are to expect mm -hmm. throughout the show. Yeah. And then episode two just kind of gave more away. Mm -hmm. um, I, w I do want to ask something. So, I thought it was really weird, the whole gum bit. Do mm -hmm. you think that that was just a sitcom-style bit? Or do you think that that was something that was trying to uh, reveal more about Vision? Because... If vision yeah. is is not, <coughs> I see where you're going. If vision is 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 not real, right? Then you know why was he so stumped up and acting drunk with mm -hmm. the whole gum piece? Because it, it just feels weird that his character, if he's fake, mm -hmm. you know whether or not that's like a simulation or whatever. Do you just do you have any any? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of both. It's definitely supposed to serve the fact that this is trying to give off the vibe that it's a silly sitcom, you know, an old sitcom. But on top of that, yeah, like, nothing like that would have happened to Wanda uh, because obviously Wanda is real. I do believe that Vision um, is definitely not Vision. He's in some way, you know, he's, he's something that's been reimagined. He's definitely not real. So mm -hmm. it's both for the show, but also, I think, a hint at the fact that it's not Vision. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, again, I really liked episode two. I'm glad that they boxed both together for the first, for the premiere of the show. I thought that was really smart just because they're such short episodes and it's, you know, it's it's wrapped in a sitcom even though that's not actually the story. So we needed two episodes to really get a grasp of what this is. Mm -hmm. 
Going into episode three, though, uh, you know, now she's... Everything's in color. Everything's in color. Um, which is great. I love it. They're pregnant, which is crazy. Moving very fast, too. Moving really fast in the pregnancy. Um, episode three felt a lot more... I don't know, ominous? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely had a lot of moments um, throughout it. The... The beginning, whenever um, Agnes's husband—I can't think of his name right now—but whenever he's uh, trimming the bushes and mm-hmm. cuts through the wall, I mean that's just a weird glitch, almost, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, just a weird moment to see somebody really break character or really mess up like that. Right. And uh, you know, we get to see. More of Monica Rambo, right? Uh, Who's Geraldine? Geraldine in right. the show, yeah. Um, and I think that that is a really big moment as well because we haven't really seen her so much, mm-hmm. and she's probably one of the few side characters that we see for an extended period of time mm-hmm. as well. Um, which I think kind of just means that she's going to have more relevance throughout the show. I think right. she's obviously a, a really big character, right? Um, but the whole town and the whole situation that they're in kind of gets revealed a little bit more there, obviously, with right. uh, her getting thrown out. But also in the doctor, who was planning to leave for his trip to Bermuda, and then after he comes in and helps with the pregnancy, he says he doesn't think he's going to be able to. Right. Uh, and he says it's hard to get out of small towns, and some kind of you know, ominous music is playing, that ominous theme of yes. this episode. Yes. Uh, in episode three, we definitely get a lot more hints that uh, this... I mean, obviously, we already know this isn't a real world because it's a sitcom, so we know that it has to be fake. But we get a lot more hints from the characters that it's not real by, like you said, Herb um, sawing that wall, Agnes talking to Herb and then telling Vision that this Geraldine has no home, um, uh, Wanda breaking character talking about her twin brother Petra, um, there's a lot of, and, it, and it's just fitting that this is the episode where we start to really see an abundance of character breaking moments because towards the end of episode three, we actually see the real world that mm-hmm. we're in. We see when Geraldine gets kicked out from uh, Wanda's sitcom, we see where, they, where they're actually at. They're at a military base or some sort of. Mm, the breaking camp. of like the snow globe. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw the outside world, we saw that this is some type of controlled environment Mm -hmm. um we're not really sure necessarily what's you know going on with that controlled environment or who's controlling it but clearly uh there is some type of either simulation or altered environment um that wanda is living in yeah because as far as we know the viewers wanda is the only real person yeah in that situation obviously i guess now we do know that Geraldine is, or Monica Rambeau, because she was thrown out right. and seen in the real world. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is it is interesting to know that we really don't know what's real at yeah. this point still. And at episode three, too, I mean, and episode two, they gave a tease, but unless you've like watched the episode multiple times or you've seen, you know, clips on YouTube, you probably didn't notice it, but in episode three they really make clear that the sword symbol, the sword that uh, Geraldine wears, the sword symbol that's on the cars at the camp, I mean, we all are supposed to be made aware 
of the sword symbol. So we know that this organization is sword. We don't really know much about them mm-hmm. uh, or how they're going to be portrayed in the show. Are they are they the antagonists that we have yet to see, or are they the good guys trying to pull Wanda out? Mm-hmm. We still don't know. We know that in the comics that they were a partner of Shield, yeah, uh, defending against you know intergalactic threats, but. So far, we haven't really seen anything unveiled in the MCU yet. Right. Uh, other than a brief kind of hint or glimpse at the end of Far From Home mm-hmm. uh, with Nick Fury uh, kind of overseeing the construction of some type of like space base, I guess, uh-huh. that could be used for that. Uh-huh. Uh, but it definitely does not confirm or you know deny anything about their allegiance necessarily or what their goal is uh-huh. in the MCU. So it is definitely still up in the air, and I mean, we're not going to count anything out yet, but before we break into anything, what are your thoughts on the commercials in between the the episodes? Yeah, so I know that you don't really think that the commercials mean anything, but... I I don't, but... I think that, I mean, again, I think in a a certain way you are right, the commercials aren't going to be, like, super relevant or important, I think, in the show. I think in a way it is you know, for the sake of putting us in the immersion of this is a sitcom, sitcoms have commercials. But the fact that the sitcoms, you know, only mention Stark and Hydra is weird because if it's just supposed to be like a regular commercial, why would you put, you know, this the emblem and mention the company that is so obviously a evil organization? Hydra was not like a, you know, good company in disguise. So I think if anything the commercials are like something from Wanda's world reimagined into whatever world she's in right now. Like maybe she's seen, um, I don't know, like maybe they're, they're, they're versions of commercials that she's seen in the past. And then she's also thinking about Hydra and Stark at the same time. I don't know. I can see that because do with Wanda. I can totally see that because, uh, we kind of have seen her, um, kind of flashback or have memories of, her past, you know, the the Pietra thing, like, yeah. with the whole twins, she's clearly having glimpses of her, you know, previous life outside yes. of this simulation. Yes. So those could be reminiscent of something she'd seen in her past. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, the fact that they're all related to either companies or organizations that are in the MCU and yeah. are... You know, either bad or Stark Industries when she was a kid isn't wasn't exactly you know right. the best um, you know company for people than uh, so uh, what's it called what uh, the country they're from for Sokovia what? Uh, Sokovia, Sokovia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry um, but yeah so it is interesting but I at the end of the day I still think that they're just kind of little intermissions little breakups something to yeah. keep the episodes fresh but no, there I is agree. some type of relevance for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, the whole, the whole sitcom, I think, is relevant in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't think, yes, it's supposed to be disguised as a sitcom, but again, it's all supposed to mean something, I think, in some way. Some of it, not as much as others. Like, obviously, the whole toy helicopter or the Geraldine stuff, that's more important than regular dialogue, you know, comedic dialogue mm-hmm. in a sitcom. But it's well, all... I don't know. That's true. Relevant. I mean, it could be that the sitcom is a literal um, metaphor for this simulation of this controlled environment. Because, yeah. I mean, think of like sitcoms. They are, you know, we have laugh tracks, we have 
or audiences that yeah. are you know literally paid to laugh, watch and laugh. You know, all scripted lines. Everything is just kind of um, you know super black and white, super basic, generic, like scripted. Yeah, and could be the same thing as like this situation that we're seeing. Like we're seeing a controlled environment where the actors don't really have any type of leeway or yeah i guess when i say actors i mean the people that are in this um this environment you know mm-hmm. such as wanda uh, potentially agnes mm-hmm. uh, and you know geraldine when she was in there she didn't really have any control mm-hmm. and everyone in those situations like you would be in a sitcom you don't have the power to do your own thing or to um kind of ad-lib or just be creative. Yeah. It's all, you know, set in stone. This is what your responsibilities are. Yeah. And so it could be a direct metaphor for that. You know, it also could not, but maybe that's why they chose to go with the sitcom route yeah. as well. Could be. All right. So now actual theories, uh, kind of tying in episode one, two, and three together. What are your actual theories or main theory? <sighs> my, my main theory would be... The fact that Wanda is currently being, and I think we, you know, we've talked about this, is is under some type of um, like illusion or being brainwashed, uh, being controlled by a malevolent figure, whether that be sword, whether that be an unrevealed villain that we don't know yet. It's still kind of up in the air, but I do believe she is being used for her powers or for her abilities, whatever that is. And she is going along with it because she wants to live in this perfect world with vision as well as having her children. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot, all of that was taken from her mm-hmm. in, you know, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, she's lost so many people. She's lost her brother. She doesn't have any family. Yeah. And so for her to be able to come into a situation where she can be happy in what she thinks in a way that she'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely what I believe is going on. But that, again, like I said at the beginning, this show is very ambiguous and pretty much all the situations can be taken as one way or another. Yeah. So um, do, you, do you pretty much agree with me on most of that? I or? agree with a lot of what you said. And before I kind of talk a little bit more about what I think as well. I was going to ask you because I don't exactly remember. Um, how did Wanda get her powers? Like, how did they show that in Age of Ultron, how she got her powers? Is that from the reality it, stone? It's, no, it's from the it's from the Mind Stone. It's from the Mind Stone. Um, so she was just, I guess, kind of affected by it in some way. Okay. They, she was just... I don't remember exactly now, but yeah. I know that she was... Um, just kind of forced to interact with the Mind Stone. Yeah. And, yeah, ended up giving her powers. Okay. Um, well, I, I was just kind of thinking, for just for a second, because you we were talking about that she's in some false reality or a simulation or whatever, and, again, it could be totally, like, nothing. But I do think about, you know, an Age of Ultron when she's still kind of the bad guy. Her and her brother are still kind of the bad guy. And she manipulates... Uh, Captain America, and she manipulates Iron Man into seeing different things, right? Like, Cap remembers being back in the 1940s, dancing with Peggy, mm-hmm. and then Iron Man sees everyone dying, or whatever, Tony sees everyone dying. So, like, 
I kind of wonder, did she do it to herself? Did she, like, put herself into a false reality? She could have. Wouldn't that be really interesting? Mm -hmm. But the only reason why I don't think that's a thing is because, obviously, you know, if you follow along with the show, you know that it's supposed to be connected to the new Spider-Man, the new Doctor Strange, which is into the multiverse. So I think it has to be, in a way, in the multiverse. I think it's involved in that. Mm -hmm. And I definitely relate it to episodes of other shows that I've seen in the past, like Rick and Morty or um, Family Guy. Family Guy goes into a bit where they go into the multiverse, and one of the different universes they go into is where everyone's real people. They're no longer in a cartoon, or everyone is there in claymation. So is it super crazy to think that in this multiverse, she's in a universe where everything's a sitcom? Mm -hmm. Like, that could definitely be it. Absolutely. Um, So there's obviously a lot of possibilities. Uh, Again, I think along the lines I'm I'm agreeing with you I think in a way it's in a way it's a simulation that have given hints throughout the episodes with episode one um, you know uh, the boss's wife saying stop it and he's choking and it just feels like this wasn't supposed to happen and that uh, Wanda and vision are kind of confused and they finally save him and everything's back to normal again yeah with episode two Geraldine um, was kind of freaking out like she didn't know who she was for a second and then Wanda touched her hand and she says I'm Geraldine who she's not Geraldine she's Monica Rambo but in this false reality she's Geraldine um the toy helicopter in episode two and then the glance at the window as if she remembers what actually was hitting her window or why the trees were hitting her window um so now I'm kind of getting into both it being a simulation and people interacting with the simulation. Yes. I think that a legitimate helicopter entered the show, like a sword helicopter entered this sitcom universe and tried to pull Wanda out. And maybe, you know what, maybe Wanda didn't actually manipulate it. Maybe Agnes, who I think is a real person, maybe she turned that sword helicopter and made it small so that they wouldn't try to rescue Wanda. Um, The beekeeper... I think, is someone uh, trying to pull Wanda out. Um, I don't know. I definitely think it's a simulation, though. That's mm-hmm. I think I think that's kind of... The, in a different universe. Yes. Because, again, I don't think they would have kicked off this new segment of the MCU mm-hmm. without really tying it into the multiverse. Because right. I think that's the direction that... You know, the series is headed. I, I think right. that's the direction that, uh, you know, Disney wants it to go, that Marvel wants it to go. Right. And I think this is a great way to introduce it because of the fact that Wanda's um, kind of mind-altering abilities, you know, she can shift and shape reality, mm-hmm. can definitely play into that fact because maybe she has the ability to move matter across universes, across yeah. multiverses because... If this simulation is truly in the multiverse and maybe in a different universe timeline, she threw Geraldine back into what we, you know, what looks like and what I probably think is our universe that we see all throughout, you know, the MCU across the timeline. Uh huh. And I believe that if she was in a different universe, that would be a huge reveal that she was sending someone um, across the multiverse because, I mean, would definitely add to for future shows and for future movies uh, that ability, but kind of bringing back you know coming back into 
WandaVision. Yeah. I definitely believe that there is something fishy going on with Agnes and <sighs> her husband because the Have whole... Have we met her husband? Or is her husband her? Her husband, is her, her husband yes, is her. Oh, okay, okay. Um, at least that's what it definitely sounds uh, like. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of episode three, um, they're kind of warning Vision against Geraldine and kind of telling him that you know, she isn't someone to be trusted, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't have a home, you know, and then Herb is about to tell Vision, you know, why she is here. Right. And Agnes stops him, which is really interesting because, right. I mean, if Wanda, who kind of appears to be the bad guy at the very end of this episode, was, you know, actually the villain, why would they be warning Vision against Geraldine? Yeah. It, it makes me more wary of, you know, either would that be S.W.O.R.D., who it looks like she's working for, Geraldine or Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Or potentially even Agnes, and, you know, what role she's going to have to play in it, whether that be uh, teamed up with um, Mephisto, who is yeah. kind of the devil figure in the Marvel Universe that has some correlation with uh, Wanda in the comic books. Yeah. Or whether or not maybe she's just on her own and she's also um, trying to manipulate Wanda yeah. uh, for whatever her purposes are. So I mean, like, we totally need to break it down, too, with Agnes. Like, I mean, regardless of, of who she is or, like, what side she's on, it's pretty obvious that Agnes is, you know, a real person. Like, she's one of the only people in the show aside from Wanda and, I guess, Vision, that seems like she has an agenda of her own or her own way of thinking. Yeah. I don't know. She just seems like she has a plan and that that she's not bound by this sitcom. Mm -hmm. I just get that vibe from her. Yes. Especially in episode three when she's talking to Vision about um, what's Geraldine. And, yeah, I think the vibe that I get from her saying the whole... You know, who is she? She has no home. She says it in a way that just seems like she's trying to manipulate Vision. And I could be totally wrong. Sora could still be the bad guys, and Agnes could either be fake or someone on Wanda's side. But uh, Agnes says it in a way that I just feel like she's trying to manipulate Vision because she doesn't want Wanda or Vision to get involved with the sword people that are trying to enter this reality. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is it is interesting because we really didn't see that it was sword outside of the uh, the simulation or outside of the town, I guess mm-hmm. I should say. So I mean it's it's pretty much confirmed, but I mean there could be other you know actors in play or sorry other uh, groups in play here too that yeah. may not necessarily be sword for sure. Could be. Obviously that is the you know heavy favorite there but it, it's definitely something to consider as well and um in who kind of is the the mastermind behind this situation in this town Mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah i don't know i episode three gave a lot more away and i think i think I keep contradicting myself on on what i think sword is or who i think sword is what side they're on just because, like, kind of going back to the whole who's who's doing this um, 
who's doing this, Wanda. Doing like, we keep serious. hearing that throughout the show. And um, we know who, or I have a good idea who it is. Um, what's his name? Do you remember? Randall Park. Randall Park, who's been in Ant-Man. Um, has he only been in Ant-Man? Uh, yeah, I think he's just been in, yeah. And he's like and law enforcement? Second, he's just in the second Ant-Man. Um, he's the FBI. He's agent. FBI. Who is uh, assigned to, um, oh, whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Clint? No. No, not Clint. The guy who actually plays Ant-Man. Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. You're just talking about Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember his name, but yeah. I don't either. Whatever. (laughs) But, (laughs) yeah, that guy. My my point, though, is that Randall Park, right? That's what you're saying it is. Mm -hmm. Randall Park, his character, uh, at least in Ant-Man, wasn't for S.W.O.R.D. And if this is Randall Park's voice or the character that he portrays trying to get a hold of Wanda, like, that could mean that S.W.O.R.D. are the people that are up to this, and Randall Park is maybe still for law enforcement or working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or what's left of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. trying to get Wanda out of this. That's very true. I mean, S.W.O.R.D. could be on opposite ends of the FBI. I mean, like, we could see potentially the FBI maybe investigating S.W.O.R.D. to see uh, some type of, you know what's going on within their inner workings, then then find out about the whole Wanda situation mm-hmm. and discover that they are, you know, pulling something over their heads and, uh, you know, manipulating her to try to get something out of her. Mm-hmm. So in that investigation, he could then be trying to contact her or reach out to her. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it definitely is something that we don't have enough information to confirm that yet, but... There's a lot of hints towards that, yeah. Because I I also come back to where they didn't reveal anything from the guards outside of the base or outside of the the town. Aside from the fact that they're sore, it doesn't it does not confirm that they're sore. There, the car no though has sword on the door. I didn't see any symbols yeah, on that. There is. There is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's confirmed. Like the jeeps that they were in when they opened the driver door and it faces the camera, you see the sword symbol. Okay. So they are sword. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. Okay. But what I was going to say that I didn't think about is, like, at least for Geraldine, why would Geraldine have a sword symbol on her necklace anyways in the simulation? No, like, yeah, it totally reality? doesn't make sense. Like, why would she even try to, like, give that hint to Wanda that she's mm-hmm. for this organ? Why would she try to take Wanda out of her, you know, sense of what this is? Like, take her back to the real world? It doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. Because, I mean, why would she give away her allegiance? Or exactly. Why would she, you like, know, why why would she, she reveal that? Not just be uh, fully undercover. Uh-huh. But at the same time, she's so unaware of what's going on for most of mm-hmm. her scenes, it's kind of hard to say that she's necessarily in control. And, you know, why is she really there? Is she there to pull Wanda out? Mm-hmm. Or is she maybe just another you know, another pawn in their game to manipulate Wanda mm-hmm. and maybe get her to react mm-hmm. in a certain way. Because as we've seen, when Wanda reacts to pain or to, you know, shock or right. whatever else, her powers become uncontrollable and right. something something big happens. You know, she'll cause uh, either the, you know, the sprinklers to go off or... Know, various things that happen throughout the house, electricity to the to go out. Right. So maybe they were trying to get a reaction out of her. Could yeah. also be possible. Could be. Um, just trying to get her to use her powers and um, kind of almost lose control. Which 
there's been a lot of comparisons uh, from Wanda to Jean Grey in the X-Men franchise and yeah. how they, you know, dealt with her character yeah. and how they wanted to really, you know, bring out this kind of um, unrelenting level of power and, you know, use her abilities to her full potential. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to get Wanda to reach her full potential yeah, for power as well. The only, I mean, I just feel like if that was the plan... Why, why put it in a sitcom? The sitcom thing just seems so random to me. If that's the plan is to manipulate her and get her to, you know, go evil, why would they not make it so, like? Why would they not make it a reality that is almost indistinguishable, you know, from actual reality that she's from? You know what I'm saying? Like possibly, but I never take. I, I never see them really having a problem with their reality or their timeline or their you know the fact that things are colorless it's like they they take all of that pretty well in stride for the most part i i don't think that they're ever really struggling with that because i know at the end of the day i still us, think that the audience why the make audience? it into a black and white or like throughout the eras sitcom it just doesn't it's just weird mm-hmm. if the if the intention is to you know get her pissed off why not just plop her in a simulation where she has children, she has vision, her children get killed, vision gets killed, she can't do anything about it, and then she uses her power, and then that's... I mean, you know, yeah, I just it definitely like that's could. the simple way of doing it. But again, I mean, I come back to that analogy of maybe the sitcom is just a fact for there is no control by the people within it. I mean, this is all scripted. Like, this is all, it's going to happen the way that the creators wanted it to happen. And no one in it, it necessarily be. has control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're using the sitcom as a way to tell us that these people, these actors within it, you know, Wanda, Vision, Agnes, uh, Geraldine, all of these people are within it, and they're being controlled by the by the creator of the show, by the you know overlord, whoever it is. Maybe that you know malevolent figure, that omnipotent figure, whoever it is in this situation. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to tell us with the sitcom could be but i just also with the one thing that kind of uh goes against it is i mean i don't think geraldine's the character of geraldine i don't think was ever planned because uh monica rambo plopped herself in that reality is what it looked like maybe maybe she was always in it but it seems like when she got kicked out and she had the sword necklace she probably put herself in it Mm -hmm. so if she put herself in it I mean, in the middle of it, then there would have never been a plan for that character. No, I agree. But that's also, at a certain point, Wanda realizes that she shouldn't be in it, and that's why she sends her out. Maybe. But Wanda seemed really pissed. She did, but that was also because she was in her, you know, world as well. And that that comes back to my, my theory of... Wanda is kind of is working with this person because she's getting something out of this simulation or this universe as well. She's getting to experience her life as what she wanted it to be. Yeah, being with Vision, having children, living this peaceful, normal life because she never had that. I mean, she grew up in Sokovia, yeah, war torn country, and didn't really have any family, and again, you know, lost all of that. So, true, it could be a way for her to kind of cope with all the trauma that she's experienced. And just kind of have this therapeutic little mini, um, you know, snow globe world, this perfect little white picket fence house and everything, while someone is, you know, using her. 
But yeah, for all she knows is that she's getting what she wants too. Yeah, I mean it. It totally could be. I feel like we kind of fleshed out all the footage that we've seen from the three episodes. Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about what we because we just rewatched the trailers too. We did. And the trailers honestly give away. In, in some way a lot more than the episodes do. At least now, now that we have the context of the yes, show, I was the trailers say. mean a lot more. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing from that trailer is Vision touching Agnes in the car during Halloween and Agnes is dressed as a witch. And what's the character that we said that we think that Agnes could be? Agnes the something or Agnes, Agatha or something? It, it, it's, you know, it's Agnes um, Hawthorne or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Like, there's those th- theories that Agnes could be um, a character in Marvel Comics who has powers very similar to Wanda. One, and actually, I believe it even said that she was a mentor to yes, Wanda yes, in the comics right. as well. Yes, yes. So that's totally it. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be some I mean, type of connection. That it just doesn't make any sense for them to drop the whole witch thing. Right. Call her Agnes. Make right. her a main character. Right. When everyone has, you know, comes to the realization that she was a big part of the comics as well and mm-hmm. has, you know, story in the comics. So, yeah, the the thought that she is, Agatha Harkness is her name okay. in the comics, uh, is definitely one that <gasps> I think we're... Wait, what's her name? Agatha Harkness. Oh, dang it, I thought you said Heart. H-E-A-R-T. Oh, no. I was like, oh, is that on the calendar? Episode one? Yeah, no, I know. It's not that. Dang it. I actually really heard cool. the rumor about that. It's just that it's a, a throwback to one of the original writers of uh, Wanda's character. So I guess his name was something Hart. Oh. Yeah, so that was that was nice of them. But. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, and there's, there's lots of different theories about Agnes and kind of what she represents. And I know a popular theory is that she is working with Mephisto to... Um, kind of control mm-hmm. Wanda because there's some type of belief that Mephisto has control of Agatha's son, which mm-hmm. is um, represented with Senor Scratchy. Senor Scratchy? The rabbit. What the heck? <gasps> oh! So the rabbit is like in reference to her son, I guess, that oh. Mephisto has uh, like control of her soul. All right, sorry, his soul, her son's soul. Wow. And, yeah, so there's been rumors circulating about that. Obviously, you know, no confirmation on that as of right now, but um, we definitely we definitely haven't seen everything we're going to about Agnes. I think she's oh, going to have no some big way. reveals within the coming episodes. I mean, Agnes um, seems... Another reason why Agnes seems villainous is, first of all, if she... I mean, the whole dressed as a witch for Halloween, I feel like, is a total, like, hint, hint, you know, like, nudge, nudge, because Juan is basically a witch. Her powers are very witch-like, and if Agnes is really a very similar, uh, you know, hero or villain to Wanda, then it's weird that she's dressed as a witch. I feel like that's nudging us somewhere. Mm-hmm. But the whole her saying, like, am I dead, and then saying to Vision... Cause you are, yeah. Like that just seems. I don't know. I think Agnes totally seems like she is the antagonist. Maybe she isn't the actual antagonist, but she is portraying the person that's controlling her. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like the Ultron thing. Yeah. I don't know. 
She definitely, I mean, she is in play with the overall plan, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It just wouldn't make any sense for them to yeah, portray her the way that she has been so far. in right. the three episodes we've seen, plus the trailers, um, for her to not be. Otherwise, it's just like a massive scapegoat, and they're hiding something. Which, again, like I said, smoke and mirrors. I mean, they've been doing this the whole time. They've definitely been hiding a lot, waiting for you know the big reveal and just giving kind of clues and hints as we've gone. But I have to say, I'm super excited, and I think I yeah. want to talk about another comment made by Paul Bettany, okay. which is uh, that he really oh. wants to play, or he's really excited um, about his performance with a certain actor uh-huh, in the coming episodes, getting yeah. to act with this person. He said that their scenes are really intense, uh-huh. so it makes me think that this future actor that he's going to be seen with will probably be some type of villain character that he's going to be going against. Yeah, it could be. So, uh, you know, no reveals on that yet. We have heard that potentially uh, Ultron will be making a reappearance, as well as potentially Quicksilver. The voice of Ultron, yeah. Mm -hmm. The voice of Ultron. So, uh, there's a couple of, you know, little releases there, but it will be interesting to see who they... Uh, who this actor is that Paul Bettany does want to um, act with. Do you have any any certain character you want to make a reappearance in the show that we've seen in previous MCU? Mm, not really. It's just like, in terms of who it could be, I, I, I it could be a coincidence. I just think, you know, with Wanda telling Geraldine about her twin brother, Quicksilver Petra, dying... And then Geraldine saying that was by the hands of Ultra, or he died from Ultron, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, like, I told you, I, th- I thought that it was Geraldine kind of snapping back into realizing that she's Monica Rambeau when Wanda was talking about her real life. And then Monica Rambeau remembered, oh my god, like, that, that was by Ultron, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think she was interrogating Wanda or... Mm-hmm playing like a therapist or what, or trying to get answers out of her, I think she truly just remembered who she was and was like, oh, that was from Ultron, wasn't it? But I also think it's weird that Ultron was brought up at all. So, and then now that we're hearing leaks that it's possible hit the voice of Ultron makes an appearance in this show, I think is really interesting. It was what so, Paul Bettany said in the interview, too. So what's weird about that was Ultron, like... Was it widely known that Ultron was, like, across the entire, you know, world, was it widely known by everyone that Ultron was the, um, the like main, like, behind Sokovia? Behind Sokovia. Like, was that known? No, I don't think so, but I would think that Monica Rambo would know because she's obviously got powers. She's at least a part of S.W.O.R.D., who, you know, I mean, that's true. It's a big, probably, I mean, I was just saying agency. that because. I mean, I'm thinking of maybe Monica has recently had an encounter with Ultron. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe Ultron is already in play in this maybe. situation. Not like he's going to, you know, he can still be revealed later, but maybe he has already had some type of influence on what we're seeing right now. Could be. Which is why it, it you know, came to her in that situation. Yeah. Um, just a thought, but... yeah. It will be interesting, and hopefully, you know, I'm excited. I really want to see Evan Peters' Quicksilver. That would be exciting Dude, to see. Mm, that'd be so cool. 
And honestly, <laughs> you know how insane it would be, too? Because, I mean, technically, Wanda and Quicksilver's parent is Magneto. And obviously, Disney owns the rights to X-Men now. So, that'd be really insane. I don't think it would happen. But that'd be so insane if somehow Magneto was in this mm-hmm. show in any way. Absolutely. I mean, it would be so cool. Or just as this a way for them to finally tie in the X-Men yeah. universe. Which totally because, makes sense. Which it definitely could. You know, like we were talking about, there's they're starting the whole, you know, multiverse yeah, scene yeah, yeah. And, and that whole world and everything. So it's like, this could definitely be a really solid way for them to start to tie in a lot of those characters. Oh. Because, I mean, we already know that, you know, technically Wanda Maximoff and Quicksilver are both X-Men original characters, but, you know, have been, you know, slowly translated over to MCU. Yeah. So it's like... This could be a time where we see more of that, which is exciting. Well, and it, you know, you say the whole because they tie the multiverse with this. That makes so much sense too, because then they wouldn't have to retcon like anything that's happened in the X Men movies. No, they can just be like, no, this happened in the universe where there's mutants or whatever, you know, or mm-hmm. where I, I don't know. Like it would be really cool because like, I think of X Men Days of Future Past and all that stuff. Like, that all could have happened in a different universe. Yeah. And whatever happens in this show opens up, like, the ripples of different universes so those characters come into play in the mm-hmm. Marvel Universe now, which would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, we watched Paul Bettany's interview saying, I don't want to get too excited because every actor promoting a show or movie wants to encourage the people that the end is going to, like, blow your mind. Mm-hmm. But it did get me excited because he said, you know, how I think people are really going to be like, wow, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, and it still did feel really genuine. It did. And, uh, I mean, it was it was with an interview with uh, another podcast, actually, too. So it's not like it yeah. was necessarily just strictly, like, a promotional-type interview with some, uh, you know reviewing agency yeah so that i mean also kind of gives it i think a little bit more merit to his reaction and his um, response but it is something that i mean with nine episodes when we've still got six left there's going to be a lot of reveals and i mean a lot of setup for future content that Mm -hmm. i'm very excited to see yeah yeah me too yeah those are really good episodes and i can't wait for episode four this Friday. I think it's going to give a lot away. We saw, we've seen tweets and updates about how it's going to be, you know, really exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to give a lot of direction for the remainder of the series. I think that this is really going to point us in the direction that we're probably going to be heading for most of the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously that's my take on it, but it, it feels like we're finally starting to get closer and closer to uh, kind of a present day universe or simulation or whatever it is that mm-hmm. they're in. Like their timeline's slowly starting to get closer to our present day. So as that happens, obviously, things are going to start to heat up and pick up because, uh, I mean, they're just going to get closer and closer to, to, I guess, present day. Yeah. The only thing that I also work back on is, I don't know, we say... We say it's in a different universe, then we also say it's a simulation. I think it has to be one or the other. Mm. And, I mean, it definitely feels more like a simulation just because it feels like we've witnessed glitches in the system or errors, you know, like just things that aren't supposed to happen 
in this sitcom. So I don't think like it's a universe where everything is a sitcom because if it was, then no one would be acting up or doing anything. Yeah, they shouldn't be doing. That's true. So I feel it. I don't know. Maybe it is in a different universe, and that's where they're doing the simulation. I just that feels weird. I agree, and I and if I mean if I had to choose between the two of them, I would lean more towards the simulation. Yeah. It feels like we've had more hints. Uh, there's just more little little moments that make it feel like it with little glitches in the yeah. simulation or problems in the simulation. And, I mean, yeah, having a simulation also means that you can have outside interference, which we have seen with, you know, the helicopter, uh, the glitches in color, yeah. the glitches in, you know, character reactions and different things, so... I mean, and outside what the sitcom is and what the sitcom means and where this is taking place, outside of that whole, you know, what the fuck is happening... I think the next biggest... First F-bomb. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I think the next biggest what the fuck is happening <laughs> is what is the beekeeper in episode... What was it? Two. Two. In episode two. Do you have any idea what that I means? Because mean, I can't figure that out at all. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, and I, at the end of the day, I cannot come up with anything. It was weird that he came out the way that he did. He came out of, you know, the sewer... You know, out of that manhole, yeah. pulls it out. It's like, that just automatically felt weird. Yeah. And he's got bees around him, so it's like, what was he doing down there? I know. And, I mean, she immediately, as soon as she sees him, says no. I know. He does have a sword symbol on him, correct? On he his did. back, I believe. So it means he is somehow connected to sword. But why the bees? But why the bees in particular? It made no sense. The only reason, like, and again, it's not even a reason... I just think, like, I think every villain needs something unique about them, and I part of me thinks maybe he is one of the villains, and he's got a thing for bees, and, yep. Yeah, definitely could why. be. That's, that would be an interesting thing. It's just, I don't know. Everyone's got their thing, mm-hmm. and that's my explanation as to why there's bees, because that's his thing is yeah. bees. I don't know. I mean, Marvel has done, you know... But, like, every... My point, though, is, like, every other sword drop, like, every other sword reference is, you know, we can make up our rationale for it. Yeah. Toy helicopter was possibly a real helicopter. Yeah. Geraldine is an agent of sword. She's actually Monica Rambo. But the beekeeper doesn't make any sense, and he also has a sword thing on his back. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, it's really not even that much of a stretch necessarily, but honestly, what it could be is someone who wasn't working for S.W.O.R.D. was trying to break into the simulation. Maybe. And for whatever reason, he had to go through bees, and like there was, I mean, had put on like a S.W.O.R.D., uh, you know, protective bee suit or bee vest, you know, the the beekeeper uh, outfit, and... You know, was just wearing that when he's, he came in. He may not necessarily even be with Sword. Maybe, but he's definitely got to be someone of importance. Otherwise, he does like, have to be. Why can't of we see his face? Because yeah. she she cut it before we could see his face. She said no, and then it rewound. Well, represent very something dark. of importance. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, he has to be representing something important or be someone important. No, I'm very excited, and there's gonna be a lot to unpack in episode four. Yep, but. Uh, you know, we just love to talk about all the Marvel content, and specifically yep. WandaVision right now. 
Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, if you got any questions for us, you know, drop some comments for us. And some any suggestions would be as well. Cool. Some comments would be cool. But We're going to try to figure out when to record the next one because I would honestly like to do it pretty soon after episode four. That way it's like fresh. Mm-hmm. We have thoughts that we really want to talk about right away. I mean, I think doing like a first time viewing and then talking about it right after is better just because, yeah. I yeah. don't know. It, yeah. it, when we'll we're talking to... about episodes one through three, it feels older because obviously they are older. We've already mm-hmm. seen them numerous times. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we'll try to get that out either Friday night or maybe Saturday. Yeah, something but like that. We'll just try to bang through it real quick and give you guys our opinions. But Yeah, all right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks. You're taking me somewhere to kill me. No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. You are not in Kansas anymore. Is there something special about today? All I have for you is a word. Life, uh, finds a way. Tell it. This is the way. This is the way.